Hello, 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 good day, and welcome to another episode of After School History. I am, as always, your genial host, Anthony J. Ashitino. Today, we are laying off of the politics, we're laying off of the discussion of, you know, well, in a sense of culture and what's going on in the uh, the world in general, and we're focusing on something that is pretty fresh, hot off the presses, and it involves one of my favorite things in the world, and that's the sport of football, or soccer, as it is widely known in uh, America, in the United States at least. And uh, those of you who, well, anyone who follows football in a, in a serious manner knows what has happened today, and that is that 12 teams have announced their plans to form a new European Super League. Now, this had been hinted about for a long time. There were all sorts of hints and allegations, and in fact, it's what drove UEFA to uh, restyle the Champions League in an effort to stop this from happening. It did not stop it from happening. And as much as myself and, and, and I, I, many of my uh, very close friends, um, big, big, big football guys, you know, they, they live, eat, breathe, sleep, um, and bleed the colors of their teams. Unfortunately for several of them, it happens to be Arsenal, but nobody's perfect. Um, <clears throat> they did not believe it would happen. And then today, Sunday, it, it basically has all but happened. Um, now, for those of you who are not familiar with it, I'm going to give you a quick explanation here of what happened. So basically, in Europe, in, in European soccer, I, I, I use soccer a lot because I know that many of my uh, listeners are from the United States, so I don't want people getting confused to be like, wait, what happened? Chelsea put a... Uh, A football team, are they going to be playing against the Cowboys this year? No. I use the terms interchangeably. The rest of the world calls it football because it involves your foot and a ball. Um, But in in America, it's called soccer. In the United States of America, I should say. I don't want to speak for the rest of America. The rest of the Americas, it's called football. Anyway, here's the bottom line. In European football, every year there's a competition. It's called the Champions League. And basically, it's the top three or four clubs, depending on what country you're from, uh, they qualify to play for it. Um, in England, it's the top four teams in the Premier League. Uh, they qualify to play in the Champions League. And then there's a, a, a competition. There's two stages. There's the group stage. And if you finish first or second in the group stage you get to advance to the knockout rounds. If you finish third, you get demoted to what we call the Europa League. The Europa League is kind of like a Champions League, but it's for teams that finish, again, in England, it's the fifth-place team gets to go in, um, and the teams that don't finish first or second in their group in the Champions League, they also go in, okay? They finish third, they go in. Fourth-place team in the Champions League, you're out. Okay, got to finish first, second to advance, or third to go to Europa League. And in Europa League, no one used to care about at all until they decided to make it so that it was like, well, listen, if you win the champion, uh, if you win the Europa League, you get an automatic spot 
in the Champions League for next year, in the, in the, 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 the play-ins for the Champions League next year. And that all of a sudden made the Europa League a lot more attractive because, you know, it used to be, okay, you know, you want it, but it's kind of like... It's kind of like finishing as the salutatorian. You know, you're not the valedictorian. You didn't finish first in your class. Eh, you finished somewhere second or whatever. Now, the Champions League has always been, and anyone that tells you otherwise is uh, is fibbing to you. The Champions League is what all European clubs aspire to. Um, if you asked any of them, would you rather win? your league five years in a row or win a champion Champions League. That's it. There's no question. It's not even close. The Champions League is considered the ultimate trophy. Um, teams that win the Champions League, I mean, you know, it, it's, you know, it's a historic night. Some teams have won more than others. Real Madrid, looking at you. Um, you know, but I mean, it, it's it's a historic competition, and even though you usually have the same the same groups that are, you know, I mean, like if you if you look past the initial stages, if you look towards the knockout rounds and then the the quarterfinals and the semifinals, it's usually the same group of teams because. They're the ones that have the experience. They're playing well. But every now and then you get, you know, a, a surprise happens. You get someone that, you know, uh, manages to have a great season and, and breaks through. So anyway, you have this Champions League. And like I said, the Champions League for any European club, they will sacrifice everything in order to win a Champions League. Okay. So what happened here was that um, 12 clubs in... Europe decided to form a new a new competition okay uh, and and it's called the European Super League now <clears throat> this is problematic because they're basically stepping outside the boundaries of things that uh, what UEFA uh, the governing body of, of soccer, has said they're the ones that basically control these things. And these teams have decided they're going to go ahead and just do their own thing. In England, there are six teams that have decided they're going to go ahead and be part of this. There's Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester City, Manchester United, and Tottenham. Okay, they're, they're part of the twelve. The other teams, there are some Italian teams, there are some Spanish teams. So it's AC Milan, Atletico Madrid, Barcelona, Inter Milan, Juventus, and Real Madrid. They also are joining. And then they're going to, apparently they said there's three more teams that are going to join for the first season. They haven't named them. Nobody knows who they are. And then they said they would have five teams join after that. Now, um, no French or German clubs have joined. Um, and both countries are very proud of the fact that their people haven't come in. What What's happening here is that you see it's, it's basically just a money grab, okay? Because making billions of dollars is just not enough. I'm reminded of and one of my favorite movies of all time, I, and I love the movie. And if you're under the age of 18, it's rated R, so uh, don't watch it. But... Um, 
It's a great movie. It's a great movie. This is Wall Street, not The Wolf of Wall Street. Wall Street. It was 87. Um, so the Gordon Gecko. And there's a great point where Bud Fox, played by Charlie Sheen, says to him, how much is enough? How many yachts can you water ski behind? You're like, at what point is it just, you know, it's, it's, it's enough. And that's what's being asked of these European clubs. It's like, how much more money do you need? You know, you're, all of these clubs are run either by billionaires or by conglomerates, um, you know, that are, that are um, you know, making money hand over fist. But we need more. We need more money, okay? And it's, it's really, UEFA is having an absolute meltdown about this. Now, I have read a bunch of things floating around the internet, and so we have to assume all of them are absolutely true because, you know, as the commercial uh, a couple of years ago said, you can't put it on the internet if it's not true. So there's been talk about banning these clubs that join the European Super League from competing in domestic competitions, which means for teams like Chelsea, if you know me, you know that I, I uh, you know, I bleed blue. I'm a Chelsea supporter. Um, for Chelsea, it would mean you can't compete in the Premier League anymore, which is, uh, you know, I mean, that that's a disaster in and of itself. You also, they would probably be banned from the FA Cup, the League Cup, okay? And there's talk about banning them from the Champions League going forward. And this is just absolutely ridiculous. Plus, and here's the kicker that I think is going to get a lot of countries to, to try and join against this. There's talk about they will not allow players from teams that join the ESL, the European Super League, to play in the World Cup. So for the United States of America, who have been really, you know, stop laughing. I can hear you laughing. Stop it. The United States have been building their their whole system they now have, you know, better football teams than ever before. Uh, and, and they're really, you know, it's becoming much more popular in the United States. And, and you know, guys like Christian Pulisic, I mean, I'm not just saying this because he's a Chelsea guy, all right? Though I'm, I'm thrilled he is. I'd much rather him be playing for Chelsea than playing for anyone else. But the bottom line is that, you know, these guys are, are leading the way. I mean, they're, 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 not, they're not in the same way that, you know, we, we've had guys in the past who have trailblazed, okay? But, you know, guys like Pulisic right now, I mean, you know, what would happen to the United States if they were like, well, guess what? U.S. men's national team, Christian Pulisic can't play for you now. Why? Well, because he's playing for Chelsea, and they're part of the ESL, and we're banning them, okay? What about England, okay? The, the English team, it was like, well, you know what? We're going to ban... Uh, any of the English players from Manchester United, Manchester City, uh, you know, Tottenham. I mean, for crying out loud, even though I, I you know, I, I, I don't like Tottenham. But, I mean, Harry Kane, you're telling him, you're going to tell Gareth Southgate, manager for England, hey, by the way, you can't have uh, your number one striker. Harry Kane can't play for you. Oh, okay, well, maybe I'll get to, no, he can't play for you either. Well, what about no? I mean, you're you're talking about what they call the big six, 
even though I, you know, honestly, let's be let's be truthful here. Of the big six, Arsenal and Tottenham haven't won anything. I mean, Tottenham haven't won anything since you know the reign of the Emperor Nero. Um, Arsenal at least you know had a, a span for twenty years where they made the Champions League. Every, they finished top four every single year. They had the Invincibles, and then they you know after a while it was hilarious. The fans just ran. And management ran Arsene Wenger out of town. And it was like, oh, how are things working out for you guys since then? Oh, wait, you're, you're not even in the top four anymore and haven't been and are, are not looking like you're going to be, despite Mikel Arteta's best efforts. You're dealing with a catastrophe on, a, I mean, second of all, what will it do to the Premier League if you're going to take these six teams who arguably draw in ridiculous amounts of money and fans because everyone wants to watch it. I mean, Manchester United, I'll tell you what, and, and again, I'm not a Manchester United fan. Here's, here's my challenge to you. Go to any major city in the world. Go, go to any city that's got a population of uh, over 100,000. And when you get there, be like, it, it, you know, you get there to the hotel you're staying, I'd be like, look, I'm looking for a place where the Manchester United supporters group watches their games. What bar are they at? They will tell you. There are Manchester United supporters every in every city all over the world. Why? Because for a, for a time period in the 90s, they were the, one of those dominant teams in Europe. In the 90s and 2000s, they were ridiculous. Uh, you know, they, they won the Premier League so many times. They have names, you know. I mean, there was a movie, Bend It Like Beckham. Sir Alec Ferguson, who, by the way, today probably would have been fired after his first year at United. Uh, thankfully for them, and not thankfully for the rest of us, uh, <laughs> you know, those were in the days where you know they, they were like, well, look, let's give them, let's give them some time, and ended up becoming one of the greatest managers you know, in, in history. There's a reason he's Sir Alex Ferguson. Anyway, my point being that this is this is absolutely devastating. Um, it's devastating to the Premier League because, I mean, look, I I would be like, oh, who's playing? Oh my goodness, it's uh, you know Wolverhampton and Crystal Palace. I'm gonna watch that match, but a lot of people won't. A lot of people want to watch. Oh my goodness, it's the Manchester Derby. It's United and City playing one another. Oh, it's you know Chelsea and Arsenal playing one another. It, it, Liverpool and Everton. And now all these teams are gone. They're going to be gone. I mean, I, you know, it's not a guarantee yet, but like I said, it was on the internet, so I'm just going to assume it's true. Also, what's really telling about this, and, and this is, I really wanted to make up a, a major point about this. The, the, the um, supporters groups, and if you're not familiar with the football, there, there are ridiculous amounts of groups that you belong to. I belong to Chelsea in America. Um, the Mid-Atlantic Blues, and, you know, the, the, the supporters groups for every single club that is going to go to this ESL in England. I can't speak for the other clubs in Italy or in uh, France. Have all absolutely condemned it, okay? They have absolutely condemned it. Um, the, the comments, the fans groups... I'm going to read you a couple of them just because I think that it's it's that important to to get this. 
Um, Liverpool supporters group Spirit of Shankly said they were, quote, appalled by the decision. A Fenway sports group, by the way, Liverpool owned by an American corporation. And by the way, let me just bring this up too. And I I am, you know, citizen of the United States of America. In the United States, there's not, like, first of all, most sports in the United States, baseball being the exception, are fairly new, okay? Uh, they haven't been around. In, in England, football has been around since, the you know, the, the late 1800s, okay? And there are things like, you know, the FA Cup, for example, which Chelsea are in the finals for. Thank you very much. This is something where teams trace their heritage back. It's like, yeah, we won the FA Cup in 1903, and we won it in 1914, you know, right before the war broke out. It's it's serious business, okay? They're very, very devoted. In the United States, it's basically sports just seen as a uh, money-making opportunity, and that's it. And that's why I really feel that these some of these company these companies that run them um, you know, the Glazer family that runs United, Fenway Sports Group that runs Liverpool, they're just looking at this as, oh, so if we pull Liverpool out of English football and put them in this ESL, we can make more money. And it's like, well, why wouldn't we do that? We'll make more money. Ignoring the fact that Liverpool has a ridiculous history, okay, in English football, whether you like them or not, it doesn't matter. This is like say it's like in in American baseball. I don't really care if you like the Yankees or if you view them as the evil empire and hate them with a passion. The bottom line is that they're the most successful sports franchise, and I would argue in all of American sports. Um, you know, they average winning a World Series once every three years. Uh, there was a time period where you know some players from the Yankees ran out of fingers to put World Series rings on. Okay, but that's the thing. It, it's like the the history and the culture. Okay, I don't know that these these groups that own these teams now uh, get um, Chelsea supporters trust called the move quote unforgivable. Said their members and and quote football supporters across the world have experienced the ultimate betrayal. Arsenal Supporters Trust called the club's agreement, quote, the death of Arsenal as a sporting institution. This is not hyperbole right here. But this is all off of the uh, BBC website, British Broadcasting, uh, their their sports uh, section. I'm reading this off of there. All of them, Manchester City, okay? Their uh, supporters group, the official supporters club, determined to fight against the proposed Super League. Manchester United Supporters Trust, completely unacceptable. The ESL goes against everything football and Manchester United should stand for. Even Tottenham said the ESL was a, quote, concept driven by avarice and self-interest at the expense of the intrinsic values of the game we hold so dear. So the bottom line is this. No fans want this to happen. And therefore the owners of these clubs will totally do it because they don't care. Because, you know, Unfortunately, and I was uh, having a discussion uh, with my one son, he was like, you know, we'll get used to it. We can do with everything else. We'll get used to it. It'll be rough for a while, but then all of a sudden it'll be like, oh, Chelsea are playing, uh, you know, Atletico Madrid in the, uh, 
you know, ESL this uh, Wednesday. Well, you know, watch that one, right? You know, I'll have to get another subscription to some ridiculous streaming service, which I hate all of them. Um, and I'm terrified that that's the way TV is going in the future. But whatever, you know. But in, in a way, though, and I want to make, I want to bring this up. This is kind of the simple extension of the logic that was from when the Premier League was launched. Now, for those of you who don't know, okay, <coughs> I'm sorry. For those of you who don't know, there wasn't always a Premier League. Okay, the English Premier League is something that's fairly new. Well, in in uh, terms of you know football years, okay. So the Premier League <clears throat> was founded in 1992. Now, it was all of the best teams from the old first division in the English Football League. But it's not part of the English Football League. And, and it's, it's really kind of wacky. The highest division in the EFL is the championship. That's the division below. So the, the bottom three teams in the Premier League get relegated. They get moved down. And in American sports, we don't have any of that. Uh, you, you could be a, a football team and win zero games. You're still a football team next year. You're still playing in the National Football League. You'd be a baseball team and have 30 wins. You're still playing in major leagues. You're not being demoted to AAA, okay? Um, which is good because my Pirates would probably be in, you know, Class B ball at this point. Anyway, the, the Premier League was basically where all of these top teams got together and said, look, yes, we're making a lot of money, but maybe we could make even more money if we formed basically a super league, the best teams in England, and we'll get the television contracts. I mean, the television contracts alone for uh, the Premier League are in, 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 the, in the billions, in ridiculous amounts of money. Um, what was it I was reading the other day? It's something like two and a half billion. Um, and they do now, granted. Premier League does pay money down to the other leagues. They help to fund some of the other leagues. But once you, you know, it's kind of funny. It's like they always say, and don't go too far with this thought. They always say the first time is the hardest, right? Okay. It's the hardest one to do. It's, if, 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 you know, everything I've ever read anyone, it's like the first time you play a game, first time you're on the field is the hardest. Once you've been on that field, the first time everything goes down. The first time I was ever on stage acting was the hardest. I was nervous, and after that, you know, it just everything came down. So the first time was the hardest, but once you've broken that, you know, seal, and you're like, look, we're going to create a Super League in English teams, my only question really is what took them so long to figure out that they should create a Super League with European teams? Now, for years, they had the Champions League, Okay, and there is, although it's minority opinion, there is a line of thinking here that says that these teams are basically threatening this to force um, UEFA and and the television contracts to pony up more money. Okay, so they're basically saying that's it. We're gonna we're gonna leave. We're gonna become our own you know, if, if you don't pony up more money. 
But I don't really know that that's true. I mean, I really think that this is something where these clubs, the owners of these clubs are just like, yeah, why not? Why not have this Super League? Why not have the best teams in Europe playing each other every week? You know what? It's kind of like, I don't know. You know, holidays are special because they only come once a year. Okay? So... Whatever holidays you celebrate, if you celebrated those holidays every week, it wouldn't really be a big deal. It's like, oh, there's a holiday again here, okay? And and that's kind of the way I look at this, and I'm like, you know, I mean, for Chelsea, playing Juventus, there was only one time Chelsea would ever play Juventus, and that was if they met in the Champions League. And then it was like, oh my goodness, we're playing Juventus in the Champions League, this is a massive game. We're playing Barcelona, okay? This is a massive game because it's, you know, if, if we can win the tie, we win both legs or, you know, win it by aggregate, whatever. If we can do this, we'll advance, okay? And now it's going to be like, oh, we're playing Barcelona again. Hmm. Are we playing home or are we playing, oh, the new camp, okay. Oh, we're going to play Real Madrid again, it's just, and there's no relegation promotion, meaning that it doesn't matter if you win. If you win zero games, nothing's going to happen to you. Okay? You're still going to be in the league. It doesn't matter. In the Premier League, you have people that were part of the original Premier League that are, that are no longer. I mean, some of the, 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 the uh, what is it, uh, um, Blackburn or something. Just, you know, they're in like League Two or something now. I may be exaggerating on that. But the bottom line is that in the Premier League, anyone can be relegated. Ask Leeds United fans. They're back in the Premier League for the first time in almost 20 years. They used to be a dominant club, and then they ran into problems. They got relegated. Okay? That's what happens. Other teams come up. Norwich is Back on their yo-yo trip. The, Norwich likes to get promoted, and then they get relegated. Then they get promoted again, then they get relegated. When there's no threat, and this is kind of why I think that like Major League Soccer in the United States, even though I do watch it, it it's like, it's great, but there's never a sense of like, there's never a sense of any kind of urgency because you don't have to worry. Right now, you've got teams like Fulham and West Brom and Brighton, Hove Albion, and Newcastle, who are really looking at the last six games, seven games of their season, and are like, my God, are we going to end up staying in the Premier League with all the money that you get, or are we going to be relegated? What's going to happen? And every game becomes critical, you know? And I mean, it makes it so much more interesting because you could be playing a team like Newcastle, okay? And let's say Chelsea are playing Newcastle. And Chelsea are much better than Newcastle, right? But Newcastle are basically playing for their very survival. So now they're gonna just they're gonna throw everything in the kitchen sink at Chelsea, okay? Whereas if Chelsea were playing a team that was, let's say, twelfth in the league, right? Twelfth in the league, you know, listen, you're not getting relegated. You're also not going to Champions League or European competition. So you're kind of like, eh, whatever happens, happens. When there's no threat of anything happening, then it doesn't matter. And with with England's league, if if uh, the Premier League actually throws these teams out, I, I mean, what are you going to be looking at? You're going to be looking at, you know, um, 
And here's Everton. They're playing against Leeds and Crystal Palace and West Ham for the uh, you know top four spots. They're going to be in the Champions League. It's just not. There's no offense to those teams. I just made that up, but it's not going to be the same. Okay. Uh, granted, it'll give them an opportunity. But here's the other issue: if if the big six and all of these big European clubs are no longer in the Champions League, will the Champions League still be regarded as you know much as it is now? For example, let's say Bayern and PSG don't join the Super League, and then they go ahead and win the Champions League. Is it really going to be seen as that big of a thing? Because it'll be like, well, yeah, you won the Champions League because. You know, the, the the four teams you played on your way to winning, um, you know, used to be mid-table in English football, and now they're top four because <laughs> you just took the six, you know, six of the best teams out. It's, it's just, it's it boggles the mind. And as I said, it's just really ridiculous. Um <clears throat> I don't I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I don't know what UEFA is going to do. UEFA may just cave on all of this stuff. The, the 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 main thing is that the money, the money is so it's it's to the point where these guys just the amount of money to be made in something like a European Super League. I don't even want to think about what the television rights would be. Okay, because you're gonna you, you know you're you're gonna have the top teams in Europe playing one another every week midweek. Okay, but I'll tell you what, it's also going to hurt you know, if these teams are still allowed to remain. Like, let's say for argument's sake, they say, okay, you can remain in the Premier League. What well, what's going to happen then? You're going to be playing a game every week in the midweek uh, on the Super League. Are you really going to try and win? Because here's the thing. You might be like, well, we're going to try and win. Are you trying to win your league? You know, for example, just using Chelsea. Chelsea will be trying to win the Premier League, as they do every year. But if you've got this European Super League midweek, now you have to rotate the, the players. Are you trying to win that? And again, it's not like you're trying, you know, I mean, if you win the competition, because apparently it's going to be like a new Champions League. That's what they're saying. What does it matter? What does it matter? Are you win that? Is everyone considering it the same as the Champions League? Are they going to say that it's a different thing? Then why have the Champions League anymore? Then I mean, then the Europa League becomes completely irrelevant. I mean, Jesus, this is, Europa League was always the thing that it was like if you couldn't do the Champions League, you're like, oh, we won the Europa League last year, and it's like, ooh, that's uh, that's good. That's really that's really. Did you do it all by yourselves, like big boys? You won the Europa League. That's great. Um. It's just it just boggles the mind that this is where they've gone. But again, it's the natural extension of the greed that exists today in professional sports, and I think it's killing it. It's killing the sport. I don't agree. I don't care how much money they end up giving down the line. Um, it's just it's it's killing the game. Okay, it's killing the game. And if they're booted out of the Premier League, I mean, who that what? You're going to have to fly up the middle of the week to watch game. You know, if I want to go watch a Chelsea match at Stamford Bridge, I'm going to have to take time off of work. 
You know, it was that I could pick a long weekend and, you know, I could fly out there, watch the game. I mean, for anyone, but if you're a United fan, you could take a long weekend, go out there, watch that. Now it's like, what, I'm going to have to just sit back and uh, be like, well, got to take a couple of days off of work in the middle of the week. I'm a teacher. I can't do that. It's not like any other job where you could just be like, all right, I'm going to be out for a couple of days. You know, teaching, you you have to be there all year long. You you know, you, you have days for vacation. It's called the summer, Okay. That's when you go on your vacations. You know, but you don't, you don't during the regular school year. I mean, you need to be there as many of the 180 days as you can. Because you can't just be like, well, I'm going to miss a couple of days. And plus, besides which, you know, the district tends to frown on those things, you know. Even if you do have the sick days to accomplish it. I guess I'm just, you know, a lot of what I said tonight is me really just speaking off the cuff because... All of this information has been pouring out tonight and it's it's just, it's hitting all the major, you know, uh, uh, channels and, you know, people are upset about it, rightfully so. And really what it comes down to is it comes down to the, the ownership of these clubs. I mean, have they completely lost touch with the fans? If the fans overwhelmingly do not want this to happen... And you go ahead and make it happen. Basically, you're sending a big fu to the fans, saying we really don't care. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to do this, and you know what? You'll learn to like it. You'll 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 deal with it. That'll be that. Maybe in the beginning you'll be upset, but you'll get over it. You always do. And I just don't think that that's the right way to run the club. I don't think that's the right way to run any of this. Okay. Uh, I, you know, I myself, I am very opposed to it. I'm, I'm very upset that that Chelsea are part of this, you know, group. But I mean, it's not, it's not surprising to me. I mean, you know, they are considered one of the big six. And you know, just at a time where it was starting to become more interesting, because you started seeing teams like Leicester City. You know, they are not just a one and done, you know, a club. They're, you know, now every year. They're challenging, and they've got one of the best managers in the sport today, uh, Brendan Rodgers. West Ham, with another one of the best managers in the sport today, Moyes. They're, they're also, I mean, they're, they're freaking challenging for top four. So this idea of just, oh, it's the same guys all over winning the Premier League. Well, you know what? It's starting to change a little bit. It is. But now, what's going to happen? Are they going to just be like, you know, it would be interesting to see what UEFA does. At the end of the day, for all their bluster, they're going to have to either come and put the smack down as hard as they can. They have to either go all in or they have to accept this and just be like, you know what? What can we do? This is the will of the clubs. Then they're going to do it. But you can't, you can't half it. You, you, you can't come down, you have to come down with things that really make it so that you're telling these clubs, listen, we're going to kick you out of the Premier League and we're going to ban you from Champions League or Europa League. You're not going to, none of your players are going to be able to play if for their respective countries in the World Cup, okay? I mean, this would be, Chelsea alone... I think about it, Giroud, even though he's older now and everything, but but Conte, okay, uh, you know, he's a major player for France. He wouldn't be able to play. 
Okay, a lot of these guys that play for their national teams. I mean, you know, they're Mason Mount. Nope, out. Rashford, Greenwood, all these guys. You know, um, they wouldn't be able to play for the national teams. And you know what? Not every team, a team like England, a country like England, at least is they're they've got a lot of players that are deep enough. But for some of these countries, it would be ruinous. Okay, it would be ruinous, not being able to have your best players play. I mean, you know, Portugal, Ronaldo, even though he's aging, he's still one of the finest players in the world. Bruno Fernandes, the other guys, it's like, oh yeah, they're all, they can't play for you. I mean, hell, at that point, I might as well get, you know, Portuguese nationality and, and go out and try out for the team. You know, because that's what it's going to be down to. I just think this is a terrible thing and I think that it's just basically born out of this greed and and just doesn't care. These clubs just are showing an absolute ignorance of what their fans want. And, I mean, that's, at the end of the day, the supporters are the club. Okay? The supporters are the club. And if you're going to be a team that a club that ignores your supporters I don't know what you're doing but it's not the right thing okay it's not the right thing so that's my uh, my take on the super league and um you know of course anyone has any questions comments feel free to uh you know fire it over to me uh next week we'll try and get back to something hopefully we'll be able to do a little more politics or or you know something with history um <laughs> We are after school history, after all. But I just wanted to talk about this today. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's funny. Those people who have watched, there's a great series a while back um, on, um, I want to say Netflix, I think it was, The English Game. And it was about the the FA Cup and about the first um, professional player that played football. Because before then, it was all just like gentlemen's colleges, you know, and... um, like the Ivy League of, of England. Um, and so the, the FA Cup, you know, it's this storied competition. And to think that it would just be completely tossed by the wayside. I mean, you know what? Tradition can be a good thing. You know? Tevya made that point very prominently. But tradition and, and heritage and culture, I mean, it's, it's part of what makes us who we are. And, and as, you know, a, a country, as a sport, it's very important to, you know, to, you, you have to continuously, I mean, sometimes it changes, but, you know, for, for clubs to just be like, we don't care, no, it's not right, it's not right, okay, it's wrong. So anyway, if anyone from Chelsea, uh, including Mr. Mavich, who I, I, I do thank for helping to bring the club to the most successful uh, you know, past 20 years in our history, are listening, don't do this. Don't sell your soul for the price of gold here. I mean, it's, it's not worth it. Stand against this league. You know, the fans will, will treat you as a lion, okay? Um, and, and that goes for all the other clubs. Please, don't do this. Just stop, you know? Anyway, we will meet up again next week, hopefully. Uh, In the meantime, I wish everyone a very happy, healthy, and safe rest of your Sunday and rest of your week. And After School History will be back 
next week with something new. Bye-bye.